Welcome to the Pool Nation podcast, where it's all pool talk. And we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros. We talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. Now let's welcome your host with over a decade of industry insider experience and still the reigning champion of Marco Polo, Edgar De Jesus, and his co-host, John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and Zach the Pool Boy Nicholas. Welcome, everyone, to the Pool Nation Live Podcast. I am your host, Edgar De Jesus, and yes, I am the reigning champion of Marco Polo, along with John J.J. Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we're talking to Deborah Martin, the owner of The Pulpitic from Fresno, California. I want to welcome everyone to our live podcast, the podcast where it's all pool talk, and we ain't talking about netting and jetting or splashing and dashing. We're talking about becoming a nation of pool pros, and yes, we will talk about the latest products, trends, and training in the pool industry. But before we get started today, I want to thank our sponsors for this podcast, the Ultimate Pool Tools, the SPPA, Blu-ray XL, Aquastar Pool Products, Natural Chemistry, Raypack, and Heritage Pool Supply. We want to thank them for their continued support. Mr. Zacharias, good morning. What's going on? Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I've been up since 3.30 this morning, so I'm ready to go. It feels like, what, like 3 in the afternoon for me, so hanging in there. I got my bang, so I'm ready to go. It's been absolutely insanely hot down there. I don't know if it has been for you guys up here, but it has been brutal. I probably shouldn't complain here in front of John, but... (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Flawless, how you doing out in California? 120 degree weather. I'm doing okay, considering it's been an interesting week, so it's been pretty fast-paced, and I'm happy that Friday is here, and we get the weekend, even though we got a little bit of work tomorrow, but other than that, man, I'm doing okay. It's just been really busy. We've been blessed. It has been getting really hot. We are definitely triple digits now. We had a very mild early June, which was very welcoming, but the heat is in full force now, and we're going to start seeing 110, 120-degree weather really soon. We get used to it, you know, as long as you start early in the morning and you don't start in the middle of the day when it's 150 degrees, you can make it through and you're all right. And we have a dry heat, unlike over in Texas. I heard about this whole ring of fire humidity thing, and that would be the absolute worst. It's been weird and crazy, but looking forward to doing this podcast. It's literally feels like a ring of fire, by the way. And I don't know about y'all over there, but like John talks about a mild June, it has been a rough, yeah, like it's been hot, it's been raining, and it's like back and forth, and it's made pool maintenance pretty interesting so far this summer. It's funny because I was telling Deborah, and we're going to get into that here in just a second, but I was giving her a warning before she even came out <laughs> that it was going to be nasty. It's brutal. And yeah, I think you texted me as soon as you got here, right? And you were like... I'm pretty sure I texted you the second I walked out of the airport doors. (laughs) So it was brutal. We left and it was like 80 degrees, I believe. Getting into this was terrible. So I need to give you the official good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing great. Excited to be here. A little nervous. We're going to work this through. There's nothing that's (laughs) nervous about you, right? Which, by the way, her fiance, Kevin, is here and he's already looking up at her like... 
What? So, anyways, and I do want to give a big shout out to our boy Spider, which is joining us here today. How you doing, man? I'm here living life, man. You just here living life. So, I do want to give a couple shout outs before we jump here and get started. And let's see here: Maria, David, Kevin is out there. Jeanette, big shout out to you, Mike. What's going on? Good morning, Mike. First response, Michael. Good morning. And Jeanette is saying, "Ring of Fire is a good analogy." And then you look like you went swimming. That's true. Because <laughs> I. The truth. <laughs> It is. I did go out to go look at that crazy build. I was just like completely drenched the entire way. You don't way. smell like you went swimming, though, unfortunately. Not when you've been out in that heat. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it, it's, it gets bad. Um, I don't know. Our hotel was 70 degrees inside, and I froze. So I was very like excited to walk outside to defrost. To defrost. Yeah, she did mention that yesterday, John. She was like, oh my God. I was frozen. <laughs> so you didn't give her any warning whatsoever about the weather out I, here or out in Texas? I gave her about the weather, but I forgot to tell her, and Janie's going to appreciate this, that even though it's 100 degrees, it's 80% humidity, you still have to have a jacket when you walk into the restaurant or you walk in somewhere. I froze. It's freezing. No, it's simply because you're full of your wet. It's like any, <laughs> the air conditioning, it's literally like you're soaking wet. And then any breeze or wind is going to give you that chill factor. It was but, terrible. We were at oh, the I'm restaurant sure. and I asked the guy, I'm like, what is it in here? And he's like, it's 70 degrees. I go, I need to go outside. I bought a sweatshirt. And Kevin has been here to Texas a bunch of times and he didn't tell me to bring a jacket. Thanks, honey. Wow. But look, you guys are awesome. Thank you so much, truly, for coming out and trekking out to Texas and doing this and then talking about your journey and your story because I think it's a very important one. And it's a great lead up to what we believe in the women's networking event that we have going on in August and showcasing and showing that just the possibilities are there and our industry needs to be more welcoming to women, period. And I think we've come leaps and bounds from where we were and slowly but surely we're starting to realize and understand the importance of having a good balance of men and women in our industry not being so male dominated or assumed to be male dominated because I have my wife, mama, and she's better than I am. She's the best in the world when it comes down to it. And it's hard. She never thought she'd love it. And this industry is definitely in need of good quality people and having great women like yourself and companies that you run and all the other great women in our industry that are out there kicking butt and not necessarily being shown or at least seen so that they can help motivate and inspire other women to do the same. Absolutely. So before we get started, there's a couple things that I want to talk about really quick. And that is that we have officially picked the dates for the first Pool Nation boot camp. That's going to be August 18th and 19th, and Zach is looking at me with the other side with the eyes wide open because it's going to be at the Pool Boys in Houston, Texas. And so we're super excited about that. So here's what we're going to do on the 18th and 19th. We are going to be doing some water chemistry classes. We're going to be doing all kinds of classes when it comes to filtration, to ozone, to phosphates, to enzymes. We're going to cover all that. And then on Saturday the 19th, we're going to be doing some hands-on training classes. We're going to be doing a variable speed comp class with Aquastar. They're going to come out and we're going to do an ozone class as well. And we are going to be doing a automation class. So stay tuned for that. We're going to give everybody here very soon the link to be able to go register. Space is going to be limited. We're trying to do it small. This is the 
what we're talking about, our kickoff, (laughs) our dry run to the international, which I know that you guys are trying to get into. We're going to talk about that. We're going to get there. there. (laughs) The other thing that we want to talk about really quick before we get started is that we are going to be having the Women's Summit. That's going to be August 24th and 25th of August. We only have two spots left for the event, John. So yesterday I went through checked on the list. And I think last time we had four, we're down to two. We can only hold up to 102 women just because of the space that we have. But for any women that want to go out there, go ahead and go to Pool Nation. You'll see a Women's Summit. You can click on it and you can register right there for the women's event. So anyways, before we get started, Deborah, I'm going to start with the very first thing. And that is, I got to give your dad a shout out. So let's do it. So you know what? I normally do the shout out. I'm going to let you do the shout out. You're going to let me? Yeah, of course. My dad is supposedly watching. I think he's watching. And, but anyways, he definitely is a huge supporter of me and always has been. He's been there for me. Oh my gosh, I didn't think I was going to actually. (laughs) (laughs) Father's Day was just a few weeks ago, a week ago, something like that. I didn't get to be there, which is always a hard thing because he lives in Oregon and I live in California. Uh But uh, yeah, he's always been there for me. (laughs) I'm going to cry. But I love my dad and I cherish every moment that I do get to spend with him. Yeah. Thanks, Pop. That is absolutely awesome. And let me give a little backstory. Okay. Let me just kind of give a really quick backstory. So John and I had the pleasure of meeting Deborah out at not the last Western show, but the one before that Zach wasn't there. And John and I were super impressed with you from the beginning. And so you were volunteering. So you own a company, you have employees, you have a crazy schedule, but yet you took time to come down and volunteer with your dad for the Western Pool and Spa Show, which we've talked a thousand times. That's the magic behind that show. And you were volunteering. You were in the room that we were in, and you were I managing. I think I did most of your classes. You did. You stayed, and you did no. most of them. I had to keep them on time. Why <laughs> <laughs> oh, me? You were on point. No, you were on point. I remember that. We're like, holy crap. We need to stay to schedule. I mean, um, like an hour in and you've got four slides done. <laughs> you had 50 or something. Yeah. It was but hilarious. It, it was, was funny. It was like a little bit of a comedy show because Edgar was like looking at me and giving me the eye and getting pissed off at me. If he could, he would have smacked me, you know what I mean? Saying, come on, we need to get through these slides, John. I don't Stop think talking. you actually ever did get through them all. No, we, we did no. not. No, we did <laughs> not. not. close. I think not I suggested you start backwards on the next time. You did. Yeah. You, you did. backwards because the people saw the first ones. I do have to tell everybody. So she was being amazing. They like took care of us. We went back this year and we had some amazing people, but I was hoping that you were going to be there again. And because you really did keep us on track, took Mm -hmm. care of us. You were really nice. But Mr. JJ Flawless kept talking and talking. And the first one, she was nice. And she would go look at me and go, it's time, it's time. And then when John would go on to his rants, then towards the end, she just got to the point where she would give me a dirty look and was like, cut. And I would turn to John and I would be like, and on one of them, I turned to John and I went, cause she's going to me like, cut it. And I'm going like this to John. And of course, what does John do? Keep talking. Calls me out in front of everybody. Oh, Edgar's giving me a dirty look and he's going like this to me. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm so freaking embarrassed in this room and everybody's looking at me. But that was fun times. It was fun. But let me tell you, that was one of John's and I first interactions with you. And, and John and I talked about it. We're like, oh my God, she was so amazing. She was outgoing. She was there 
and you really took responsibility over what was going on in that room and managing it. And it's huge. I don't think a lot of people understand there's a quick turnover that needs to happen. John, it's like you got 15 minutes and you got to get people out and you got to get people in and you got to scan them in. And you were just absolutely amazing. And so we met your dad, which is Mike, by the way, and he's out here and he's like me and he was like, (laughs) ah, so big, huge shout out to you, Mike. And so I'm talking to your dad and I'm like, oh my God, Deborah's so amazing. And so we go into this rabbit hole of just talking about you. And I could just tell that the same love that you have for him, he probably has 10 times for you. And it's so awesome because it's a big running joke that (laughs) he doesn't have a name. He's Deborah's dad, right? And so he even has shirts that says Deborah's dad, right? You remember that? But absolutely outstanding, top-notch guy. And we were absolutely impressed with you guys from day one. 100%. And we knew from that moment, like, we have to find a way to get you on our podcast. We have to find a way to showcase you and what you've done. And like Edgar was saying, and the importance of all the volunteers over at the Western show, right? And just like how they take it. So it's an important job because educating our industry, I don't know of really much more of an important thing we can do, right? Because that's how we're going to build us to last, right? How we're going to teach the new people going in and some of the old timers that have been around for a while that are willing to learn and be taught new things, but to go out there, take time out of your busy day, running a business, right? Flying out there, doing that on your own dime, working, volunteering for a great cause. And we were like, wow, what a superstar rock star checking all the boxes right there. And you guys are absolutely amazing. And Like I said before, when I said it, it's truly an honor to have you on here and to share your story because I think it can inspire many others out there, men, women alike, old, new, everything. Again, not to keep talking about it, but we had an amazing time over there. It was really cool. And when Edgar says that, we said that you definitely was like, wow, you're a superstar in this industry. And one of many, thank you again for trucking out here and dealing with us. Thank you for letting me be on the podcast and everything. I appreciate it. And it's not something that I ever thought that I'd actually be on or anything. I've been in articles and had articles written and stuff like that. But being on a podcast is next level. And I'm kind of like the silent person that's just want to just do my thing and everybody just know about it. But... My dad, yeah. everybody's like, oh, yeah, you're Deborah's dad. Or, oh, yeah, Deborah, we know him. My mom even jokes. She's everybody knows you. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't know, mom. I'm like, I talk to everybody. And an outgoing, bubbly person. So it just stands out a little bit. That's so. awesome. So we're excited to have you here and to tell your story because it's pretty awesome. So let's so, get started on it. Then. Yeah, let's <laughs> jump in. There you go. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I was born in Southern California, and we moved up to Oregon when I was about five, and then I lived there till I was about 18, moved down to Fresno, Madera, that area. I have three kids. Noah's 19. He will be 19 next month, and he works for me. And then Safira, she's 17. She's going to be a senior next year. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe I actually have now another senior. And then Ellie, she's my little one, and she's 10. And so they've all gone with me to work. They've all, since they were very little, I would take them with me when they were babies and literally put them in the carrier, the car seat, and stick them on the counter at distribution. And so distribution always is like, oh, my gosh, they're so big. I remember when you stuck them in a car seat on the counter. And I'm like, yep, pretty much. But they all go with me, and I think Ellie's watching. Hi, honey. Big (laughs) Uh, shout out to her. She's super excited about this. She thinks it's cool. That's Mom, very Mom's awesome. going to be on YouTube. Yeah. 
So I'm going to call her out. I'm like, when, if she posts or something on it, uh, I, I will. Call her I'll, out. I'll, I'll watch her. Uh, well, I'm going to call you out is what I'm going to do. So are, are you done giving shout outs? I am. You are? So I'm going to give Kevin a shout out because <laughs> Kevin is in studio with us today. Oh, yeah. Hi, and honey. John, John, she just forgot about poor Kevin. <laughs> That's, I'm sure a little nervousness kicking in. <laughs> Just a little bit. He's sitting across from me <laughs> over there. Is that, is that what it is? <laughs> no. So, so really you know is. what, Kevin? It's, shout out to your brother. They're such a unit, right? That they don't have to say those. They they know and understand. <laughs> they have such a great connection that it just goes to say that I don't have to say it. She already knows it, or he already knows it, and that's the type of relationship yeah. they have. So I'm going yeah. with that. Yeah. But it's actually pretty true. Yeah. yeah. So is that what you're going with? Yeah. That's yeah. Going okay. With. Okay. Anyways, I'm just <laughs> giving just you. Feel it. You, you can, can just feel it. You can just feel it. Yeah, exactly. He's in the room, right? Yes. He feels it. So, anyways, he can feel the love. So he can feel the love. There you go. Sorry, Zach. I know that you were going to jump in. And, no, no. So. I was just thinking we're pretty much neighbors because I'm from Idaho, Oregon. There you go. Same territory. What I wanted to ask is, how did you get your start in the pool industry? From my dad. So when we lived in LA, he had his own business, and so I remember I was. I don't really remember, but I've been told that I wanted to go with my dad ever since I was like really little and walking. And so I think around two, two and a half, I started going with my dad out to his jobs and stuff. And my dad would say that I had, a, I have my own tailor kit and man, I went through those reagents super fast and within a couple of days. <laughs> and my dad would be like, I don't know how she made that color, but I can't even replicate it. But I'd be sitting on the side of a customer's pool on the steps or whatever and putting in water and using those reagents and like making, I don't know what colors. I don't even know how those colors even got created, but somehow I did. And then when we moved up to Oregon, my dad worked for a company up there doing the same thing. And then he eventually started his own business and we were homeschooled. So I was able to go out with my dad whenever I wanted to. And at 15, my dad lost a service tech and it was summertime and my dad's here. Like, you guys, here's your route. You guys got to go do these pools. I was 15. I couldn't drive. <laughs> so my mom had to drive us around. And when I moved to California, when I had gotten married, I was excited that I didn't have to clean pools anymore because I would have been doing it for three or four years, plus all the little jobs I did with my dad. And I was excited. I was like, yay, I finally don't have to clean pools. I'm going to find my own life and everything. Yeah, that didn't happen. My uncle was doing it here, my dad's brother, and he had gotten cancer. And so he couldn't go out and go do those pools anymore. And so he had a small route, I think around six pools, eight pools, something like that. And I was doing them for him. And then he had passed away suddenly. And I continued doing those pools. They needed the income for funeral expenses. And he was engaged and money to go to his fiance for a little while. And then my dad didn't know what to do with the business once that wasn't needed anymore. And he goes, here, honey, here's a gift and gave me the business. So I was the pool and spa medic South. We were just a branch of my dad's business and started running with it. I was doing a good job. People were referring me out, but people heard that name, the pool and spa medic. And they'd be like, oh, you fix spas. No, we worked on them, but I didn't learn that part of the business from my dad much. And I didn't want to do it either in California. So I dropped the name. <laughs> so I was just the pool medic. And here I am today, 2023, with 170 pools or something like that. So it's kind of how a little story right there. Wow. First of all, sorry about your uncle. And Thank you. Uh, 2002, just for a reference. I don't think I said that. 
So you started off with six to eight pools is what yeah. were yours, right? And yeah. you were doing them to help out with the family. And then from I there, you, decided, you just started building up from there. And you said you built up to 170 pools on the counts right now. I have 100. Yeah. And, yeah, I had 170 pools now. Over the time, their life has changed and I've had to restart my business a few times. And so yeah. 2015, I had to restart the business all over again from about eight pools. So from 2015 to now I have 170. Wow. I think Edgar might be asking this, but I'm going to take it. But do you have any employees? I do. Um, I have three. I have three employees and they're high school, college kids. And I wouldn't be able to do what I do without them. They're amazing. One of them is my son. So that's kind of easy. And it's kind of, you know, easy to hold accountable. It's right there. (laughs) Never um, late for work. (laughs) He's almost 19. He doesn't wake up before nine o'clock, but we're in Central California. It gets a hundred and something degrees. So as it gets a little bit warmer, he gets up a little earlier and wants to be done. He's very adamant. I don't want to work past one o'clock, mom. This is way past my working hour. (laughs) I'm like, what? So how many pools do you have them do? How do you have it broken down? Between the three, we do a rotating schedule. One of my employees, which he will be leaving in September to go to back to GCU, I have him for the summer. He's my main guy. He does a little repairs and things like that. But both Noah and Colby probably do around 10 to 15 a day if I have just the two of them working. If I have all three working and I'm not out in the field, they're doing about 10. My route's pretty tight, but there are a few days that we have 10 here and 10 across the street on the other side of a big road. So they're doing about 10 to 15 a day. And then if I'm out in the field, that's about what I'm doing because we'll have a rotating schedule. How I can keep my quality control, I feel, is we do a rotating schedule. So not one person is seeing every single pool every single week. I'm rotating them through. So at least once a month, I'm at that pool in that backyard so I can check on the guys. Oh, that's interesting. That's another so great look, aspect you know, to yeah, it, John. No, I got a follow-up to yeah, that. So yeah, I yeah. think that's an amazing idea, right? And I think it's important because it's human nature sometimes to get away with to do as little as you can and still get the same result, right? It's just somehow, especially younger kids and hiring people that are teenagers or in high school or might be just going to college, they might not have all the responsibilities and families and, and stuff that'll drive them go, hey, I need to make sure I do really well because I have a family to feed. So it's a little tough, I'm sure. But doing that seems like it's a pretty brilliant idea for quality control. But do you see any impact as far as your clients? Or is that something that you discuss with them at the very beginning? Because I know, and it doesn't matter when I have a technician take over a pool that we used to do or vice versa or things move, it seems like people, human nature is they grow relationships with a certain technician and they grow accustomed to it and they feel more comfortable with one person showing up in the backyard, or at least that's what my experience has been. Do you get any pushback from that from some of your clients to where they're like, hey, I'd rather just have one person or why is there a different person in my backyard? Or do you present them as these are our technicians and these are the people that are going to be going into your backyard and this is why we do it? Yeah, it's a little bit of both. At first, obviously, I definitely had pushback because I was doing all the pools up until about 110. (laughs) And then I just I just can't do this anymore. And so I got Brenner originally. And he was a huge help. He wanted to work. He was very motivated and he wanted to work. He wanted that money. 
teenager. But he was able to take some relief off of me when I was at that 110, 115 mark. And then as I got Colby and Noah on board, I told my customers that they were already used to sometimes they saw Brenner, sometimes they saw me. And so for them, it wasn't really too much of a big deal. Like it wasn't a big difference. And then when we got Noah and Colby, and Noah is my son, so he's always been with me going to work and whatnot. So he had already seen those customers. Those customers already had seen him in the backyard. So they weren't like completely off of seeing a new person. And then when I got all three of them out, they were already used to that. And I explained it to them. My quality control way of checking on your pool is that I will be here once a month, at least at some point of the month. I don't know what day, I don't know which week, but I will be here and I will see it. So they were used to that by now. I think if you explain, and that goes with anything with the customer, if you explain it to the customer, they're going to be like, oh yeah, I totally get that. That works for me. Just be honest with them. And one more follow-up question, because I think this is important and this can help a lot of people. Do you ever get any pushback like saying, I'd rather have one technician doing it better than the other and saying, I like this technician better than this technician. And if so, to me personally, as a business owner, I'd appreciate that feedback because then I can use it to help coach and figure out I can build up on their strengths and then figure out what their issues are or things that maybe they can do better or things we can do better as a company. But do you ever get that and go, no, I'd rather have service I get Marissa say they'd person. rather have me because, <laughs> 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 you know, I did it better than them. And yeah. I'm like, unfortunately, I can't service every single pool I have. I just can't. And so... I have had some be like, oh, they're not emptying the basket every time or maybe emptying in the pump basket every time. Can you just let them know because this other technician is or you did? And I'm like, sure, no problem. And I do talk to the boys. I'm like, and I tell them the customer looking at their pool should not see a difference between me servicing it or any of you because it should be done. There is a standard. We have a business standard. We service a pool by and It doesn't matter if it's any of you guys or me. That customer should see that pool and it should be exactly the same. And so I've drilled that into them. And I don't really get too much pushback. When we went from cold weather to all of a sudden hot and then all of a sudden cold again, problems arise because they haven't been doing it as long. I know that. So maybe I'll add a little extra chlorine because I know it's going to be hot next week. And then it might cool down again. So we had some problem pools this spring, a little bit more than I've had before in the past, but... I wasn't looking at every pool either, and we were a little bit late getting pool RXs into the pools. We were a little late using the 203 disc and getting conditioner levels back up because we had so much rain. I think I know in California we had tons of rain, and I think I calculated out to be like 8 to 12 inches of water we drained out of the pools over the winter, and that's a lot of water. It's a foot of water. It's going to lose some conditioner. So we were a little bit slow getting some conditional levels back up, but we corrected those pretty quickly. Yeah. For your team, do you have them trained into these are the 10 steps that you're going to do at every single pool and you make sure that those are done? Yeah. So we have a full service and a chem only. And the only difference between our full service and our chem only is we on the chem only, we don't take a net or a brush and a pull back with us. Baskets are still emptied. And sometimes like, I just want to be in and out of it. It's just a cam only. I'm going to be here for two minutes. And I'm like, no, you still need to go turn the equipment on. You still need to empty out that basket. But they have a list and they went with me. I mean, no one went with me for his whole life. But Brenner and Colby, I had with them go with me probably for a good two months, maybe. I know I had Brenner go with me for a couple months. I had Colby go with me for two straight weeks, five days a week. And then... They always have the ability to call me and ask me a question if they don't know. 
And that is one thing that I am very proud of my team is that if they don't know something and they're there, they're going to call me and they'll text me or something like that. Be like, hey, this happened. What do I do? And I'll walk them through it and try to walk them through it. If they can't figure it out while I'm walking them through it, then I'm like, just log it on the report. I'll go out there and go take a check. I'll go look at it. I think that's a really good trait to have in a team because I think a lot of times people, if they don't feel secure with you as a leader, then they're not going to come ask those questions. And that's something that we really try to do is create that culture of where it's like, hey, it is okay to ask questions. I want you to call and find out. Now it's to the point where the team will call one another and they'll go, hey, man, what do you do in this situation? I think that's so cool to hear those conversations going on. I think that's really important. Yeah, I always tell them it's not a stupid question. There isn't a stupid question. Definitely call me and ask me. I will help you. I don't want you just ignoring it and not worrying about it because then it can turn into a bigger issue. Yeah, that's how we learn. And I'm known as a guy that like when we would go to a manufacturer workshop and Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, you were the guy asking all the questions because I would just sit there and raise my (laughs) hand. And I love that because... I think it can be difficult with some people, and I've experienced it with some people, where it's just they don't feel comfortable asking those questions. Come on, just ask me the question. I'd rather you than take it on your own and make a mistake that then we have to fix. Just come forward with it. So, You guys do the maintenance, and you also do the repairs. What kind of repairs do you do? We do everything. When I first started, I did little repairs and stuff like that with my dad. So motor exchanger, like with It was single-speed pumps at that point. So motor replacements and things like that was easy to do. I cleaner repaired, things like that. And then I started getting into more of the technical side of it because it intrigued me. And then variable speeds were coming out and all of that kind of thing. And so I started going to the trade shows and the manufacturer shows like you were talking about and learning because I wanted to know. I wanted to know how to do that. I wanted to get into that part of the business. And so now we do everything from full equipment, pad replacements, don't do anything like underground or anything yet, wanting to try to figure out what the next step is in that kind of thing, because there is a market for that. But automation, I love working on heaters. I love working on automation panels. Programming can help anybody walk it through on the phone. Yeah, we're the same way. We don't do anything underground. And we find that we have people that do (laughs) that. So I just send (laughs) that to them. Yeah. But I enjoy it. So at what stage in your journey did you start doing repairs? And how did you learn how to do them all? Or was it just all self-taught? Did you have a mentor? Somebody you can lean on? My dad, for sure. I still call my dad all the time. (laughs) Pretty much just, I think I called him about an exchanger the other day. But I think around 2012, 2013, I was going to the pie show, went to the Western show, which is, I remember the Western show when it was in a different location and as a kid and my dad always would tell us don't drink the orange pasta containers because they were (laughs) screwdrivers so (laughs) don't drink the orange ones (laughs) and but I've gone to that show for a long time and that's kind of when I started going into the mentor question like the mentor part of it I know that's one of our topics we're going to talk about but I did I had some mentors I had my dad and I'm very hands-on learning so Make me do it one time. Give me that screwdriver. Give me the wire strippers and let me do it. And then walk me through it. Let me do it. And then I got it. I'm pretty quick on it. So where was that Western show before it was at the convention center? Do you remember? I don't know, Pop, if you're watching, where was that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just wanted to know when you said, give me that screwdriver, did you mean the orange? The, the orange. <laughs> or the, or, or now I can. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's... Mm. Good 
catch. <laughs> she was referring to both, John. One screwdriver in one hand and <laughs> the I'm other screwdriver in the, the other, other hand. She's, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so about 2012, 2013 is when I really started getting into more like when variables were way more popular in the area. And then 2014. 1515 is when I got into like definitely doing the automation and I would go with my mentor that I had and learning how to fix the heaters and do things like that. So that was a little bit more recently, but now I'm just dove off the deep end. <laughs> so do you guys do like any warranty work? I do. I'm a warranty station for Fluidra, aka Jandy. I started using their products in about 2015, 2014, somewhere around there, and loved the product. I loved the support that I got from their sales team, their warranty team, everybody, especially going to the workshops. They were just really easy and they were hands-on, which was really nice because some of the other ones weren't so hands-on-ish. And it was just an easy transition for me. Uh, I was using their products. I was helping other guys with putting in their pumps, walking them through how to wire them. Not that it was very difficult, but there's a communication cable and then an antenna and all this kind of stuff. And then when I was doing automation and stuff, I had helped them with automation. So when I went over to the warranty station a few years ago, it was like a no-brainer. I was already helping out some builders and some other pool guys. So just everybody has it in their area. There's certain people they want to work with and certain people they won't work with. And there was only one other warranty station in our area, a very big warranty station. They couldn't get on all the calls that they were getting because now the Jandy products have blown up in our area. So many people are using them. So then when I came on board, it was great because it was another option for people to use. And I love it. Do you find like when you're selling, if you're selling a piece of Jandy equipment, do you find that the customer is more comfortable knowing that your warranty station, do you, yes. are you able to use that to make a sale? Oh yeah, for sure. Cause I can tell them like, Hey, here's the product. I'm selling it to you. Also, if there's something goes bad with it, I can fix it. You don't need to call somebody else. You don't need to make another phone call. You just call me or we're going to already notice it and then we'll do it. And work with Premier in our area. I'm their warranty station. And so knowing that when they're selling their pools, they like, here's a person that can service your pool and they're your warranty station at the same time. If they want to use me for service, if they don't, that's totally fine with me too. But they can give them that information right up front and say, hey, she's really great. She's right on top of it. And when they say that it's a she, they're like, oh, they, some people kind of are like, huh, that's, I don't really know about that. But then they kind of know that women may be a little bit more detail oriented or a little more organized or whatever. So they're going a little bit more comfortable with it. Absolutely. Every time I go on a new quote, mama comes with me every single time. <laughs> every time I'm like fully aware of it right now. I need something softer on the eyes. Right? Say, she's better I'm looking scary. than you. Because when I walk, when I knock on the door, they're like afraid to call the cops or they're looking through the shades or something like that. Worried about who the hell is this guy? If I go, Jenny, please knock on the door. And then they think I got her kidnapped or something. Yeah, I was going to say. And then SWAT team's coming. So it's, it's a very no. long show. They're like, John, they're like, blink twice if you're being kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But no, I do that too because it's yeah. true. It is automatic and it's just easier to trust. And women are more detailed oriented. And it's sad that it is. And this is what we're trying to change. But it's the wow factor. Wow, a woman who's in the backyard or, or who doesn't. I'm like, oh, absolutely. Not only is she a woman who services pools and repairs pools and does everything, but she owns the company as well. The boss. And it's like, exactly. I work for her. Yeah. And it, to that, and it's like, okay, differently. And it opens us up to where people feel a little bit more comfortable and invited. You're like, okay, we get this. And we want to do business with you. 
So yeah, we do that for sure. Yeah, to kind of go back on like the women thing with the customer, I've actually had some guys that come to me for the service and be like, I'm so happy that you're a woman. And I'm like, why? And they're like, my wife is home. She's a stay-at-home mom. I like the fact that you're a woman going into the backyard. I don't have to worry about some crazy man coming in our backyard or just any man. It's a woman. It's I feel comfortable with that. And I'm like, oh. That makes sense. I'm like, okay. I guess I'm not very scary because I'm little. <laughs> so I had never thought about that, but that's a great yeah. point. No, it is. That's it one hundred percent is. And it's for us too, we've had that same experience as well, where they wanted a woman. I believe it was a recently widowed or divorced woman that just felt more comfortable. And I'm like, absolutely, for sure. No problem. Janie would be more than happy to take care of and service the pool for you. Yeah, for sure. And as business owners, we need to take advantage and be able to use the strengths and the things that we have at our disposal. And to recognize that is a strength to have a woman to work for you or to work with you or to be the boss and then utilize that. So there's nothing wrong with that. That's what we do in business. Yeah. And I think it's a great balance to the industry, right? As more women come into the industry, we talk about trying to better the image of the industry, do all that. And I think that balance brings it and makes our industry just look a lot better. Hey guys, let's do this. Let's take a quick word from our sponsors. When we come back, we will continue with Deborah Martin, the pool medic. The HyperPole from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care pole designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision-crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray, all day. 
Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pros time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation Live podcast. We're talking to Deborah Martin, the pool medic, getting her story out here. Mr. JJ, did you want to jump in? Now, look at that. I'm over here just smacking into my you mic are. like if this is the first time that I do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> did you catch that, John? I did. So where did the name pool medic come from? I know it originally came from your father, right? Yes. But how did that name come up or how did he get that name? I think it's an amazing name. I think it's perfect, actually. It says a lot because we're really about branding. Yes. I think branding is a huge thing, though. I'm not so sure how he came up with the name, but his logo is actually pretty cool because it actually has a medic symbol in it. And he has this cartoony guy that I used the same logo, except that we made his guy a girl. And it was a cartoony guy, and the sand filter had a little sick face and a Band-Aid on it, and the pump had a big old Band-Aid on it, and he had a medical tool bag to cross on it and had his tools out of it. But he does fix pools and spas up in the Portland area. And like I said earlier, I didn't want to get into the spa side of anything. I just wanted to strictly stay with the pools. I dropped off the spa and just was with the pool medic. It's great because... Like a lot of people call and they're like, I need a medic. My pool is sick. And I'm all like, yeah, it's really green. You really do. <laughs> you really need a medic for this. This is like terrible. But it's a catchy name. And then I use the same logo. And then I switched my logo a few years ago because it just has a lot of colors. It was a lot of detail. And I wanted to just simplify it a lot more. And so now it's just an outline of a girl with pink boots, and she's got a net in her hand, and she's cleaning a pool, and has some pink in it. It's very simple. I'm like, yeah, it's that one. I just wanted a very simple logo that I can easily put on shirts, easily get up onto a truck, and not have a whole lot of colors, and a whole lot of detail. Because I hate driving down the road, and you see a logo, and it's really complicated. You can't read it. And then the words are all swirly, and you can't read it, and then you're like, I need a plumbing company. I would like to call those people, but I can't read what that says. So I wanted something simple, but I just 
The pool medic stuck. That's an important detail. I think a lot of us make that mistake because you just don't know, and then you go to print something or get, <laughs> and it's nope, can't do it. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. It's like the simple things. I remember way back in the day, right? And I might be dating myself, but phone books, right? When it came yeah. down to name and stuff, triple A, A, it's everything. Yep. A, A, quadruple yeah. A, 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 you know what I mean? Full service, right? Yep. Well, the more A's you got in front of it, yeah, closer exactly. you got to the very first page. Exactly. But that's it. You want simple. You want it rememberable. You don't want it something complicated and you yeah. want it to speak out. You listen to it, whatever your company name is, your logo, if you, whatever it represents, you have, that's your first impression usually with any client before a phone call is their your company name and your logo. And when yeah. they see it, if it tells a story and the story that you want to convey, then one, you track customers, and but more importantly, you track the type of customer that you want as well. And point saying is how you took out spa, right? You eliminated how many hours worth of unnecessary phone calls, customers feeling frustrated that when they called you, they couldn't get the service provided because they felt they were misled because you said you work on spas, right? Those types of things, all simply because you made that change and how important that is, a lot of us just don't really take it that seriously or don't see the impact it might have and go, oh, I thought it'd be really cool to have this or I thought, but it's not what you think, it's what your clients think or the people you're going to serve in the community you're going to be in thinks. So no, that brilliant. Yeah, when I redid my logo, I did logo tournament, which is a great option for anybody who's looking to get a logo done. I just submitted what I wanted in my logo. I wanted it, obviously, to say my name. I wanted, if there was colors you did or didn't want, I said it had to have pink and it had to have a girl and she had to be cleaning a pool. Those were my requirements. And so when I got back all of the different designs and I got that design and I wanted simple. And so I chose that because also it had to be a girl. I'm a girl, I clean pools. And that's what I wanted my logo to say. So it was really important. Yeah, and you've done a great job with the branding. Thank you. So rumor is you hate plumbing. (laughs) Yes, it gives me very big anxieties. Even now, even though those anxieties went away, I still don't really like it. But give me a gas plumbing, no big deal. PVC plumbing, it's drives me nuts sometimes. What are you like afraid? Did I make that joint right? Is it gonna leak? <laughs> Maybe I should let it sit overnight here, right? I, I, is, is, is I that, cut is it that too the, short. Oh, that's what it is. Uh, okay. Uh, dang it. Thought it was gonna fit and it did it. No, yeah. right, I get you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now I do have a great and it's almost I think I want to bring Kevin over to tell this story because I was talking to them yesterday and this was hilarious. So she's telling the story of how she hates plumbing, right? And so you guys went out to one of our first dates. One of your first dates. You took him to go install a sand filter. So now let me ask you a question. Did you take him because you hate plumbing and you we're going to have him help you do the plumbing no. or you just or took you him wanted out. him to move the filter. You yeah. Him to carry the yeah. filter right in the sand, right? Uh, I don't know. No. I had to go do this job real quick. Actually, my brother and I set the sand filter with the glass in it and I just had to plumb it in. And I was like, "Hey, I have to go do this really fast. And do you want to go with me?" Maybe I was thinking that maybe if he was there, I wouldn't be so nervous and I can just Maybe do it a lot faster. I don't know. I don't really know what my thinking was a year ago on that. (laughs) And I think I need to have Kevin come over and tell the story of what he thought. Come here, Kevin, for just a second. 
So obviously he's not going to be able to hear you guys, but I want him to tell the story. So Kevin, you guys go out for the first date, and then what was it that you thought right then and there when she's doing this repair? It wasn't Get our closer. first date. Was was second one or third one. Our second or third date. Uh-huh. Yeah, I was pretty shocked. So she invites me to go out with her on this job and we arrive and she's pulling out like all of her pack out units and she's undoing her tools. And don't get me wrong, her tools are like perfectly organized, <laughs> right? It's like, they are. They're definitely not a guy's tools. They're like sparkly pretty much. But anyways, she gets the tools out and I'm watching her and I'm like, is she really going to do this? She's pulling out shears. She's pulling out every tool. She calls everything by her, the right name. And I'm just like blown away. And I'm, Hey, can I help you with something? She's no, just stand there. (laughs) Just hand me the tools. And I'm like, this has never happened in my life. Usually I'm the one like, hey, get me the Phillips head screwdriver. She's like, honey, that's the wrong one. Why don't you grab that one? But anyways, yeah, by the end of it, I stood there and I said, I'm going to marry this girl. I'm in love. (laughs) Plus she has better tools than I do. How awesome, awesome is that, John? No, but look, (laughs) Kevin, I want you to do this. He can't hear you. Okay, tell him this. So relay this to him, okay? okay? That... Obviously, after this podcast is done, I want him to go back on live and watch the video and see the look that Deborah was giving him spark in that connection uh, right yeah. there. That was love right there. And, and that, she's still that doing was it. Pretty, that was pretty amazing right there. And that's like the connection me and mama have. And that was genuine. That was 100%. It was pretty amazing. So that was cool. So let Kevin know. Both of you two are lucky to have each other and to have that type of connection. That is pretty friggin' amazing. And to spotlight it right there, have him look at it because it it means the world, especially to a man, to see his woman look at him like that. So, so John was just basically on here, which I videotaped, by the way, because it was true, that he said, when you go later, go watch the live and you can see the sparkle in her eye when she was looking at you while you were telling that story. And it's true because I sat there and I recorded it. <laughs> true love. Man, that true was just love. Beautiful. Just absolutely. John's over there. You just notice the whole thing and it's amazing. So there is that definite spark there. Yeah. He was actually pretty shocked. He was like, what in the world is happening? And then about a week later, I had a customer, my equipment pad had actually burned down. And I had to redo a whole pad. I was just putting in a sand filter the first time. It's super easy. I had to do like a whole manifold and I had to do all this stuff. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like freaking out here. He came and brought me lunch and he's like watching me. And I did this whole pad. I was actually pretty proud of myself on how it came out. But there's a quick story because I hate plumbing. And about a couple weeks ago, this customer, just a repair customer, had a really old Arneson valve that it just, his wife couldn't turn anymore. It needs to be easier because it's the drain line for their waterfall. And I was like, yeah, sure, no problem. I'll like replace it. I'll just take it right out of the discharge out of the pump and I'll do all of this stuff. And I'm like, oh gosh, here I go. I got to do this plumbing job. So I took a picture. I do it. I actually did it pretty quickly. And then I sent it to my dad and I sent him the before and the after. And I'm like, I'm so proud of myself, Pop. I'm like, look at this. And like, it came out perfect. I didn't have to recut anything. I didn't have to cut it all off and start all over because that has happened before. And I sent it to him and his response to me, I think was like, I'm so proud of you. That is beautiful. You finally grew up. And I'm like, yeah, I grew up finally. (laughs) It means a lot when I do a job and I send it to my dad and my dad is proud of me as well. Because it gives me a little bit of confidence. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, plumbing was always my nemesis as well. (laughs) So being a woman in this industry that's dominated by men can be challenging sometimes. 
have any advice or any tips that you could give women out there that are starting in the industry? Yeah, of course. I remember starting out in the industry and when I started getting more jobs and doing a lot more, getting more into the technical side of the industry, I remember how difficult it was. So I definitely would say my tip, the first tip would be to network with your distributor and network with your sales reps, network with other pool companies, because they're going to be a huge asset to you. And that's not just for somebody starting in the industry either. That's for somebody who's been in the industry too, to do that. Network with it. It's actually how I found a couple of my mentors was through distribution. One of my sales reps was a really good advocate for me too in Jandy and stuff. And that was really great to have because I can go and be like, hey, I have this job. I have to do this job. Like what would be the best product to put in? Things like that. And then other pool guys being able to, and the other pool girls too, to be able just to talk to someone and be like, oh my gosh, Mrs. Baker's driving me crazy. This is the problem that I have with her. What do I do? What do you do in this situation? Tip number two would be definitely own your stuff. Walk your walk it. Have your branding. Have your truck. And don't let a customer push it. Just push you around. Just don't. If you know what you are talking about, just own it. Be like, no, I know what I'm talking about. This is the way that it is. And if you're talking in a technical term to a customer about something you actually really do know, the customer does see that. They see that you know what you're talking about. And don't be afraid to tell them, the customer, I don't know that. I will find out and I will get back to you. And I've had to do that and then really find out the answer and come back to the customer. And tip number three would be to make time. The time that you put into your business, this is for all of us, the time you put into your business is what you're going to get back. I'm talking to myself about this because I have three kids and I run a business and it's hard to dedicate the time at home in your office in front of your computer to do scheduling, to write up those quotes, to send out those invoices. And if you don't do that, you're not going to be able to grow. You're not going to get that money in the income. Because if you're sitting at home, I do this all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, the dishes need to be done. The laundry needs to be done. Like that needs to be clean. I need to go to the grocery store. So a lot of times I just have to take my computer somewhere else and just dedicate it. And don't feel bad if you have to be like, hey, if you're with somebody or give the kids to mom and dad or grandma, grandpa, somebody and be like, hey, I need a couple hours and tell the kids, I need a couple hours. I need to do this. I have to tell my kids the same thing. I need to sit here and I need to do this. You have to let me. And that mom guilt gets in a little bit, but don't feel bad about it. That's what I would say. I think those are three awesome Solid tips. points. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So how important do you think education is for the success of the pool pros and for the industry? Huge. Our industry is changing. It's no longer a light switch or a a time clock turning on equipment anymore. Everything's automated. Everything is variable speed. And you're not going to know unless you go and get taught. And you get taught by going to classes, by going to the trade shows, by networking with other people and learning that. It's huge. I feel like we're at the bottom of the totem pole. We are so far back in what the rest of the in, like the rest of the world is and technology and the pool industry is so slow catching up to that and you have to be educated. I talk to people all the time and I might like, they're like, how do we program this? How do we do this? I'm like, go to a class. They have them. Like this is what they're for. I don't mind talking to you, but if I'm telling you three or four times, go sit in a class. You need to go to sit in the class and you need to be taught. It's huge. It's very huge. I think that's what you were talking about. Taking the time to get that education and learn those things is, in essence, working on your business yeah. as well. And I think that's a, something that I see a lot in our area, too, is it's 
a lot of my friends and people I know in the industry, it's very hard for them to find that time or convince themselves to take that time or make that time to yeah. be able to go take advantage of a lot of these education opportunities that are out there. Yeah, like you said, it's, it is hard. You have to make that time. And I had to just jump and be like, you know what? I need to go. Even if you can just go to the Western show or the pie show for one day, just go for one day. You know what? If you tell your customers, I'm going to go to for tech training, like technical training to better my business, to be able to better serve you, they're not going to be like, oh, no, you have to be here and clean my pool. They're going to thank you for going and getting that training. And guess what? They'll still be there when you get back. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, really quick, before I jump on to the next question, I do want to give a shout out over here to Michael from First Response Pool. The volunteers are at the heart of the show. They make it happen year after year. Loves the rotating idea, by the way, of yeah. the schedule. The other thing is, love the name, by the way. We need to do a collab for First Response. It oh, is his First go. Response. <laughs> pool Medics and MD Pool Rescue, John. I know, right? That's, <laughs> I love it. That, that'd be pretty awesome. Think, about, think about it. it. That's some great little there collab that you guys can do to uh. get up there. I like it. And then Nadia is saying, measure seven times, cut once. That's my mom. <laughs> is it? Yes. Ah, Thanks, mom. Awesome. <laughs> yes, I'm aware. <laughs> she would tell me I, this about <laughs> sewing. And that's where she's coming from on this, because I still do the same thing in that. <laughs> you, look, yeah, I'm the same way. Look, ma mama tells me, too, because she's out there, and she's all, just use a measuring tape. I don't need no measuring tape. <laughs> Gee, I got laser eyes. <laughs> See, I got 15 short pieces of two inch or two Damn it. No. You get, keep doing it and eventually you get it. It's, John, yeah. let me ask you. So are you one of the guys that cuts those and then saves the little pieces for later and then tries to use them later? I do. I do, <laughs> I do save them, those right? little four-inch pieces for something. Yeah. Oh, you really God. can. Oh, yeah. I, have, I have the big peck-out doll, the big one, and inside there I have just a bunch of my... I thought I had it I thought I had it measured pieces now. But or if it doesn't work, I'll make it work. Okay, then I'm just gonna do it this way with this pipe and I'll get it now. But it's funny when you say that because again, and I, it's usually a guy thing, or it might just be a pool guy thing or pool girl thing when it comes down to doing pipe, but it's I don't know why. It's just no, we got this and I can cut it without having to measure and I don't have to worry about it. I get it right nine out of ten times, <laughs> maybe eight out of ten times. But where's Janie? Janie, put a hand yeah. through the back of his video and put how many times the true number is. Right. It's gonna be right. like two. Yeah. It's gonna be like two. So hold on. <laughs> so I do have to tell you, John, I used to, at the beginning, save those little pieces. And then I just got to the point where my tray so was so many of them that I'm like, I'm like, I can't look bad. I would just throw them away and just cut next time. Yeah, too funny. <laughs> but I do have to tell you, I only know one guy and his name was Rogelio. And so at the beginning, he used to go out and help me with a lot of the stuff that I didn't know. And he did renovations and stuff like that. But it's the only guy that I've ever seen that I could take him to a pool that was like a mess and he would just grab the pipe and he would just grab his finger on it, run it down, mark it, go like that, cut it. And every <sighs> single time it would be like dead on. And oh I'm like, gosh. Roger, how the hell do you do this? And he's like, all the years of experience. But yeah. he would get that. He had this gift that he would walk in. And you know how pools are, right? Like yeah. sometimes you get there and you're like, 
man, if I do this, I got to cut this and cut that and this turns here and there's another 90. And he would just walk in and be like, and he wouldn't say anything. He wouldn't talk. He'd just <laughs> grab the cutters and just go click, click, put. And he's like, okay, let's go. And I'm like, Edgar, it's an evolution. It's how, when you first start, I was the same way too. I measured when I first started and I was there and I was doing it. I did the Sharpie thing sharpie yeah. for the, yeah. for the, for every single fitting and stuff like everything was ah, dude, as you go in order to master it and become like Rogelio, you have to, you have to do it this way until you get to that point where it's, I can go back there. And thankfully now it can go back to a pad. I can look at it and I just need 10 seconds looking at walk here. I need this fitting this much pipe. And I head out there and I just start cutting. But well, that takes years and years and many pads to do, but it's still not perfected. But that's my journey. I want to get to the point of Rogelio. And one day, hopefully, I'll be there. You just made one me day, realize hopefully. one thing, John. Yeah. I, I thought at some point I got really good because I didn't need the Sharpie. I just realized it's yeah. just because I had lost them and I didn't have any, <laughs> so I didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> there are all those one and a half that's inch, the tip. Throw the Sharpie right? away. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. It, it got it. I can't remember. It took me a couple of years to learn how to friggin' cut with a sawzaw straight. <laughs> like, I mean, a, a straight oh, Milwaukee oh, pipe shears. Oh, yeah. Those oh, are. Yeah, I, 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 I've yeah, those for yeah. years. Anybody but, who's using a hacksaw, get rid of it. Yeah, get rid of it. We're going to have a fun. We we're going to buy people pipe right? shears. And we're doing it. Oh, it's yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And I got yeah. this much pipe to work with. I remember doing it. I'm like, oh, really, bro? You know what I mean? The thing that looks like a tailpipe. What are you doing, John? Yeah, it's fun. I okay. feel like in spirit of the topic right now, I got to give a shout out to my partner, Justin, because he's like that. He still has some of the one inch and two inches laying yeah. around, but there's times yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm like, there is no way he's got some configuration going on and it's like the final three glues and then slides it all into perfection. And I'm like, oh man. I couldn't even do it right with a tape measure, so. That feels great, dude, when you do it like, oh, oh yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, it, you're like an artist. You yeah. walk back there uh -huh. and you see it and it's, here we go. You know what I mean? You see all this crap, all this jumbo Mario and Luigi, obviously. I call them in. roller coasters. You know what I mean? Ro oh, there dude, you go. Like, I say Mario and Luigi were here. <laughs> you know, I go, I go, I'm going to fix this. And it's okay, I got to do this. And then with me and my just being so anal, Oh my God, I can't, I know I'm doing this, but I see this thing just staring at me. You know what I mean? Four street nineties going back and forth. <laughs> I, I gotta cut this out, fix this because it's killing me, right? Because the picture I'm going to take afterwards, this thing's going to be in it. I got to clean it But, you know, and it's like, ah, but when you do it, you sit there and you go, all right, cool. And you get in your groove, it's easy and it comes second nature and it does feel good. And you feel proud of what you do. And when you can step back and say, yeah, I did that. I do have to say, okay, so Janie's giving you a big shout out over here. She's saying nine out of 10. I think that's a loyalty thing that she has no. to say nine out of 10, right, Deb? <laughs> Debbie? Possibly. Deborah? <gasps> oh, I did it. Okay, oh. so I'm going to go over here and we're going to just have a conversation oh. now. <laughs> the thing is, oh, it's not supposed to call me Debbie. She gave me clear instructions because I said Debbie, and she looked at me and she said, <laughs> do not nah. call me Debbie. And I was actually afraid for just a little second there. Just to I'm let not you afraid know. enough. <laughs> yeah. And he still did it. I'm like, and by the way, that's John and Janie's fault because I'm making fun of John over here. No, thanks, but, Mama. But uh, Michael over here says, I use the printed letters on the PVC measurements. Cut it right before the A. That's exactly it. Or I'll just dig into it. Or I'll do something. There were so many... Four out of tens for so many years before I got to nine out of ten. There Trust you go, me, it took, you a lot of, oh. it took a lot of pipe that I've wasted over the years oh to get to God. there. But 
That is absolutely funny. So let me ask you, I know we talked about it a little bit, but I want to talk about some of the, your mentors. Yeah. So definitely, we've talked about it already a little bit. It's definitely my dad. But second of all is my friend, Mike. He was doing pulls on his own and stuff like that. And now he's in the sales world and stuff like that, but I still call him. And the way I actually found him was from distribution. I had an automation system when I was first getting into it. I didn't know anything about them. And I went to my distributor and I was like, hey, I'm like, who do I call? Who can help me with this? And Craig over at Leisure, he said that, call Mike. He's really good at what he does and he's willing to help. That's what distribution is there for, is they know the people who are willing to help you out whether you're not, you're a guy or a girl. And definitely would be Jade. Jade's no longer with us. He was my sales rep with Fluidra. And he had suddenly passed away a few months ago. And he was a huge help in the Jandy world for me, is getting me connected with other pool guys that were using Jandy products that I was able to, Jade knew that I knew my stuff. I went to every class, I went to every training, I was in everything and I called them all the time. And he was able to say, okay, so-and-so is using it. Can I give them your information if they ever need any help? And he was a huge input for that because that helps other people, that other pool guys that don't know about Jandy products to be able to connect to me. And then I'm able to help them out. They remember that. They tell another person. So those are definitely some of my big mentors. Johnny over at SCP, he's been really huge in helping me and the success of getting me product delivered to my house when I need it and connecting me with other people who are coming up in the industry and need some help and I'm willing to help anybody out. I think that's a big part of it too, is just looking back at my evolution and Justin's evolution is the same thing. We were always pounding the counter guys with questions about this and that. And they really took a lot of time over the years to educate us, give us information. And I think if you're showing an effort and you're making an attempt to educate yourself in doing that, then I think a lot of these people are a lot more willing to invest in you and help grow you. So there's something that we want to talk about. And obviously you are big into the education side. You're very hands-on type of pool gal learning, doing all those things. There's one thing that we wanted to talk about, and that is the Pool Girl Pro. So can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, I'm super excited to talk about this too. It is the Pool Girl Pro. Kelly and I had co-founded it back in, what did I say, 2021, 22, something like, no, 21, because we actually have another friend who co-founded it with us. She was in a technical training and they were doing hands-on and another guy took the screwdriver out of her hand and told her that she was a girl and she couldn't do this. And came to me at that training in tears practically and was like, this is like not okay. Like I wanted to, I wanted to learn how to do this and this is not okay. And I immediately went over to the, called my reps up and flew over at Jandy in the Sacramento area. And I said, we need to do something about this. This is not okay. This is not okay. Nobody should be treated this way. If it was me that did that, I might've taken a screwdriver and stabbed them them or something. (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't put up with it, but I told them we need to do something and this is not okay. We need a place for women to be able to feel safe and have hands on and be able to learn this. And so they were our very first hands on training for the pool girl. And so now it's expanded into us doing two in-person trainings a year up in the Sacramento area. And then we do some webinars and stuff like that. But we want women to have a safe place that they can go and learn by other women. And they don't feel like they're going to be intimidated by another man. So I'm super excited to be part of it. 
That is awesome. Go ahead, John. Sorry. I'm just saying that's pretty amazing. And what you and Kelly did to be in that situation, a lot of people naturally would feel intimidated. And instead of feeling that way, or now obviously you probably did feel that way, but instead of backing down from it, you stood up and said, Hey, look, we need to change this and even put yourselves out there even more made yourselves more vulnerable by speaking up, not just for you three, but for all the women in the industry and saying, Hey, look, we get this. And some women out there might not just don't like conflict or don't want to engage in that. And maybe that's the reason why they haven't progressed and to be able to give them that safe space to where they feel comfortable because they don't have to feel like they're being judged or they're being ridiculed or whatever it may be. And having that environment for them is just absolutely amazing. And it just shows the type of character and how strong you ladies are doing that. That's our whole MO and why we're doing what we're doing when it comes down to education (laughs) is creating a safe space for pool guys as well, because the new guys getting in the industry or even the old timers that are in the industry, we have such a combative type of mentality where everybody's in it for themselves almost. And it's, you are not my buddy. You are my competition. And my job is to take you down or to bring you down in some way. And the sooner we can get over that, the better we can all become. So having that hats off to you ladies for doing that much respect and to put on trainings in front. That's not easy. Um, It's not. When I started going to the trade shows and to classes, I would remember not wanting to ask that question because I'm a pool person. I should know this question. I really should know this answer. And now I'm the one in the class knowing, I know what that question is, but I know somebody in that room is not wanting to ask that question because they don't want to be looked at as they're being stupid, that they don't know this, that they should know this. And they are too embarrassed to ask that question. So I'm the one, like you said, raising my hand, putting in my two cents, asking that question because I know somebody else is wanting to, and they're not going to ask that question. And they should know that answer because I think it's important. And I get people that come up to me at the Western show and the pie show all the time be like, I see you at all the trainings and you ask such good questions. And I'm thinking, I'm just asking the question that guy didn't ask. And I have people in one of the trainings in Long Beach this last year, in one of the Jandy classes, they were... I don't remember what the class was on, but they asked me, it was a TCX class. That's what it was. And the trainer was like, hey, Deb, you install them. So, you know, what do you say about this? What do you like? He's bouncing questions off of me now. And people are coming up to me being like, oh, asking me questions. Because it also is a place that people go like, oh, she knows what she's talking about. She knows that. Let's just go ask her because the trainer is busy or something. Plus, we're trying to get the pool girls to just women in general in this industry to be looked at as we know what we're talking about. Just to be able to create that safe space. And just like John was saying, we tried to do it with the pool pros and all that. I think a lot of people don't understand the effort and the work that goes into, (laughs) first of all, what you've done creating that course of the hands-on and doing Mm -hmm. the electrical. A lot of people just think, hey, you just show up and... Deborah's just going to show up and just wing it and do it and roll with it. And that's not at all how it is. And you have to be very aware of your audience. And it sounds like you're very in tune with your audience. And that's one of the things that we always talk about. It's what are the questions that the new pool pros are afraid to ask? How do we incorporate that into the education curriculum so that we know that it's at least addressed? 
I think people don't understand how much effort goes into that. So can you talk a little bit about that, about your training, your curriculum? What's been the thought process to put that together? We have women part of our group that are very new. They've been in the industry maybe a few months and they know nothing. They just know how to push, maybe know how to push it on. To somebody who, you know, like Kelly and I, who've been in the industry for a very long time and they know something and now they're wanting to, let's just say, get into programming or get into something else of the industry. And so we have to look at our curriculum and make sure that we're putting everything in from very basic to very technical and not have it be all basic to be boring to the people who do know something and that are being too technical that are very newcomers don't know anything. And so we base a little bit on it. We kind of, when we did the last automation class, we kind of did very simple things and then all the way very technical things. And we always told them if there's something basic that you guys don't know, come to us. You know, that we didn't cover it. If there's something technical that we didn't cover, come to us. Can't put everything into a class or into a course, but it is something we think about that we do have a very wide variation of knowledge from the women. And then we do put them up on their live streamed when we do them. So we even have some guys coming in and watching too. And that's one of the things that we are geared to the women. But we want it to be for anybody to be able to watch and be able to learn something from. Yeah, and you'll always find people that support that space, right? Yeah. That are males that respect and that are there to learn as well. They totally respect that. Yeah. So what is the vision of the Pool Girl Pro? So our vision is to be able to recreate what we have done in Sacramento and other markets. Not necessarily Kelly and I doing them, but if there is somebody who is in Arizona and Texas and the Northeast, the Northwest, down in Florida, that they are thinking about wanting to maybe have this in their area, Kelly and I will totally go out and go help you guys out and tell them what we did, what worked for us and get them started. Because we would love to see this be able to grow across the nation and have trainings for women to have trainings by women for women. We're trying to get into the international show right now. We have our course submitted to them. So we're just waiting to hear back. We've got a course, our automation wiring course, We've got into the pie show, so we're just waiting to hear back from that. So everybody stay tuned. Hopefully we can get into those places. Pie show, international. Western. Awesome. Western, yeah, you you're guys listening. You hope, guys better. I hope you get them all. Yes, absolutely. I hope you get them all. Yep. Yeah, we would love to do that and have that because people, I think women, they want those trainings. They don't want to feel intimidated by other men in the group, in the class and things like that. So that's our vision to be able to recreate this across the nation so women have a safe place to be able to go to. That's awesome. So what are some of the next events that you guys are having? So in September, we don't have a date yet. We'll have a one-hour webinar. I think we are doing it on what to do for increasing sales in the fall. Summer is over. You've gotten through it. You hot. And what can you do to get that pool ready for next summer? Since everybody's busy, you're not able to do a lot of those little upgrades, those little repairs, things that may be able to help them out for next year. I think that's kind of what our topic is going to be, but look for that. It's going to be in September. So we're going to try to do a class or a webinar every quarter. If someone wants to get in contact with you guys, what's the best way that they do that? So we have a Facebook page. It's Pool Girl Pro Industry Training, I believe is what the name of it is on Facebook. And then on Instagram, it's Pool Girl Pro. That's a 
tongue twister. Uh, see, it's not just me. <laughs> it's not. But Pool Girl Pro on Instagram. So they can message us there. That goes directly to us. We're creating a website at the moment so that there'll be a section that if they wanted to ask us a question, they can just send us a question, send us a comment, maybe a directory of some kind for them to be able to get linked up with other women in the industry, as well as some like training little videos and whatnot on there. So we're excited about that. That is awesome. Gentlemen and ladies, let's do this. Let's take our final word from our sponsors. When we come back, Mr. Zacharias, John, I want to get your final thoughts. The Hyper Poll from Ultimate Pool Tools is a pool care poll designed by pool professionals for pool professionals, featuring precision crafted carbon fiber and stainless steel construction. Go to ultimatepooltools.com or Instagram at ultimatepooltools. Pool pros have specific needs when it comes to general liability insurance. The SPPA program has you covered. With three tailored and customizable general liability options, SPPA makes it easy for pool pros to feel secure. Find out more and get covered at the SPPA.com. Now available, Pool Invoice. Pool Invoice is a pool billing software created specifically for the pool service and repair industry. It's developed for our industry and only our industry. Pool Invoice is built with reoccurring billing in mind. You can print, email, text invoices, or even send via WhatsApp. You can add reoccurring or yearly charges, accept credits, and set up auto pay. You can even see when customers have seen the invoice. It even has a customer portal where they can log in and see, print, and pay invoices. It has all your customers' information on one page, so you don't need to search through hundreds of invoices looking for the one you need. Just go to the customer profile and it's all at your fingertips. Created specifically for the pool industry, Pool Invoice. Now available at PoolInvoice.com. Blu-ray XL is the power of minerals working for you. Reduce your overall chemical costs and labor up to 50% guaranteed. Whether you have 20 accounts or 20,000, Blu-ray XL's direct pricing and free shipping to the pool trade have you covered. Improving pool professionals' profit and work-life balance is what they do. Blu-ray XL, the real mineral purifier. Visit them at BluRayXL.com. Blu-ray all day. Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance, approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed, open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable. And these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with the pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double-locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleaners faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today. Natural Chemistry, a leader in specialty water care solutions for over 30 years, is proud to provide products that make pool service easier than ever before. Its unique enzyme formulations in Pro Series Pro Blend improve efficiency of your pool program while reducing frequency of filter cleaning and scum lines. Natural Chemistry is also well known for its wide variety of phosphate removal solutions that include a non-clouding formula in phosphory and extremely high range removal with Pro Series Foss Remove or Foss Free Max. Save time, save money, save work with Pro Series products. 
Stop sacrificing durability or efficiency with the help of Raypack's new Avia HD models that utilize NITEC, their exclusive industry-first technology. NITEC Heat Exchanger Technology is Raypack's latest solution to superior strength and maximum efficiency when it comes to residential pool heating. With 900% more nickel compared to Cooper Nickel in critical surfaces, NITEC creates an ideal surface to protect against scale formation and erosion without compromising on Avia's 84% thermal efficiency. Learn more at raypack.com slash nitech. Welcome back, everybody, to the Pool Nation live podcast with myself, your host, Edgar DeJesus, Mr. JJ Flawless, the fastest netter in the West, and the famous Zach, the pool boy, Nicholas. Today, we are talking to Deborah Martin from Fresno, the pool medic. I was going to throw John first on this one for a loop, but nah, I think I'm going to go with Zach. Zach, final thoughts. Still number one, baby. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just, I wanted to start out by saying thank you for coming on and sharing your story. And these are always fun for me because it's really interesting to hear everyone's journey into the industry. And everyone always jokes about like, it's a prison sentence and things like that. And what I'm really starting to gather is I need to bring my kids and start training them for sick route coverage. So then if I have someone call then (laughs) there we go. But uh, yeah, thank you for coming on and big shout out to your dad. I had the pleasure of meeting him at the Western. He's a super cool dude yeah. and I really enjoyed talking with him. And then lastly, you're talking about the vision for the Pool Girl Pro trainings and I think that's super cool. And that's what I'm all about safe space because I saw it in the trainings when I would go to them. There's like this you're an idiot for asking a question. It was a really uncomfortable feeling. And I knew a lot of times when I would, like you were saying, you would ask a question, like you're helping someone else out that's just too nervous or worried about getting attacked for that. So I love what you guys are doing and I wish you guys the best. And Thank you. Yeah, it's been a journey for sure. It's definitely not a prison sentence. I don't even think (laughs) that. But once you get in the industry, you just don't leave the industry. And it's been really great, especially for me, because being a mom, I was able to be flexible, be able to go to the kids' games or whatever they were doing, their awards that they were having at school, and then just jump right back at work again. I didn't have to call up my boss and be like, hey, I need the morning off or something like that. Just call Mrs. Baker and be like, Mrs. Baker, I'm not going to be there at 9 o'clock. I'm going to be there at 11. I got to go to my kids' awards, (laughs) you know? So if she was adamant about me being there. And I don't really have a Mrs. Baker. I was just going to ask you, do you really have a Mrs. Baker? Because she might not take this well. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Mr. Flawless, final thoughts. Yeah, again, one, Deborah, I just want to thank you for coming out and doing this. and But more importantly, thank you for what you've done for the industry and what you're trying to accomplish and what you're continuing to do. You, Kelly, everybody that's involved in the Pool Girl Pro. That story you talked about, that guy coming up and taking that screwdriver away from you, that really hits me. And that really goes to the core of what we're trying to do. And the obstacles we see are some of the biggest obstacles in our industry is overcoming that bullying that we have. Even though I think we've made leap, we've gone leaps and bounds from where we were, but it's always a constant struggle and we still deal with it today. And it's frustrating. We have to some, it is frustrating. And we have to sometimes sit back and say, is it really malicious or are they just, is it just emotions that are getting the best of people sometimes? And I truly think that people really want to do better, but sometimes they just have a hard time communicating what they want or what they're trying to do. And they allow their frustrations to take the best out of them. And we all fall victim of it. 
and our jobs as educators or people that are trying and are part of this industry that are trying to better the industry is to sometimes take a step back and try to understand what other people are going through and not just necessarily say, hey, look, forget you, X you, you're whatever, and you're nobody, but try to get through to them as well because get over that roadblock that we seem to have because that bullying, even amongst educators, is like, how do we get past this point where if we are trying to help the industry and educate and be better, why are we bullying or trying to tear down others that are trying to do the same thing in our industry, right? Instead of working together or creating content that is more beneficial and helping everybody opposed to trying to tear other people down. And are, will we ever get to that point? I don't know. I'm optimistic. And I know we have a lot of really talented people out there. We have a really a lot of talented podcasts out there, a lot of talented educators out there that people that really know what they're doing. I just think that they have a hard time expressing their feelings or whatever frustrations they have. And unfortunately, it's par for the course and what we have to deal with. But I hope that you, Kelly, and everybody else, like I said, involved just keeps chugging along and you keep doing what you're doing because I know there will always be resistance because there will always be, right? That's just what happens. And us as Pool Nation, if there's anything that we can possibly do to help you guys realize your dream of taking it further from just North California to Southern to East Coast to Midwest to wherever international, if there's anything we can possibly do to help help you guys realize that dream, please just reach out to us and let us know because that's the vision we have as well. And we want as much education to be put forth by quality individuals like yourselves, because we understand too, that women are a very important part in our industry. That's why we do the Women's Summit. That's why we recognize that. And if you notice too with us, it's not us doing it, it's hard. Hopefully we can get through to a lot of people and we can make them feel comfortable. But at the end of the day, sometimes a woman speaking to a woman is a lot easier, right? In the message coming from a woman and I'm not pretty whatsoever. And I'm <laughs> far from, and, and, you know, and I just can't do that. And so if we can help in any way, get you and your program and what you guys are involved in some more visibility, just let us know. And I wish you the best to get into the international. I wish you guys the best to get into the pie show. I want you guys to be at the Western and Atlantic City show everywhere we can possibly be. Create your own damn trade show. <laughs> sure, that's a good idea. Dude, you can't have enough education, right? <laughs> and it's please do it. And again, I sincerely and truly mean it. I wish you guys the best. And thank you so much for what you guys do for our industry because you do make it a better place. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Definitely. If we have anything, we'll reach out to you guys for sure and partner up with you guys and getting it to your audience and everything. But thank you for letting me be here. Thanks for letting me talk about my story, talk about the struggles that I had as a woman getting into the industry, the pool girls. And it is brutal out there. I even as know how pretty my plumbing job or something will be. I know if I post that picture on Facebook, oh, <laughs> Lord, I'm going to get reamed yeah. about something. And it shouldn't be that way because so many people want to share what they're proud of. And they should be able to and not be get bullied for it and just be like, hey great job. You, that's a great start. Next time, this might be a better way to do this, or maybe this do it like something like that. 
And they should not be bullying. Be like, how stupid are you? Blah, 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 blah. And then that literally immediately like that, they're never going to post again. Yeah. And here- yeah, you do. I'm just real quick. Because yeah, yeah, it's go ahead. for me, it really gets me. And it's, you nailed it completely perfect. I'm an advocate for when some misinformation is out there yeah. or if people are doing something wrong, it's our responsibility as well to reach out to people on sidebar, exactly. have a conversation with them, coach them, help them. Get have them get better, not try to tear them down and tell them, oh, you suck at this or whatever it may be. And then if people aren't doing it wrong and then just going to somebody and being like, hey, oh, I'm better than they are. You know what I mean? Or he's better or she's better or whatever. Listen to us or do it my way. And this way is wrong. Or we have too much education out there or whatever, whatever the narrative is. To me, it's mind boggling to think that there's too much education in our pool industry right now when I think we need to have more of it, but more quality information out there. And what you said is so true to everybody, because even if some people don't want to admit it, that's exactly what happens. And we shut people down that are trying to do better and are growing. And who knows where they're at in their journey? Because we all started there. Nobody was a master plumber. Nobody was a master technician. Nobody was a master chemist. Nobody knew everything when they first got into the industry. And it's funny how people so quickly forget where they were five years ago, 10 years ago when they started. And all of a sudden now they put themselves on a pedestal and they think that they're better than everybody and everybody should be at their level. But again, it's our jobs as well to have, because these people too are quality people that if they can figure out how to get the message out correctly and help people, then it would better us all. So you nailed it when you said what you said. That's the truth. And I think real quick, just about the amount of education, the amount of things that are out there, amount of opinions that are out there. There's so many. But there also needs to be some sort of a consistency as this is what it needs to be. Like, here's just the lowest bar right here. And then everything else just moves from there. But I think people would feel less confused and less being torn down if there was some consistency and a lot of the education. And not just not tearing down people. Why do we have to do that? Make yourself feel better. It's, right. It's terrible. And here's the one thing that, and I'll do a little bit of a final thoughts here, maybe two minutes. You're an amazing woman in the industry, and you really are what we need to showcase in the industry to help elevate the industry, right? I can promise you this. The road ahead will be tougher as you continue to oh, do education. Sure. And I think a lot of people don't understand the amount of work that goes into preparing the content, tailoring the content, continuing to work on it, continuing to work on your presentation skills. And for you, the road that you've taken to take that education to the women, people don't understand some people don't, that you have a business with 180 pools, you have employees, you have three kids, you have all these other things that you're going to do, but yet you're passionate that you're taking time out of all of that to not make any money. Oh, no, we're not getting any money. No, we're not getting paid. (laughs) What we're trying to do is better the industry. And the more that you showcase yourself, the more you put yourself in a spotlight to where people are going to try to tear you down. From our standpoint, we will always continue to push forward no matter what. And what I want you to know is that we have your back. Like we want you because we truly believe that you are the next evolution to the industry, the women into the industry. I am grateful that you do what you do because I understand the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into all that aspect to then go do it for free, to then have somebody say something. But the only thing I can ask you is... 
just keep pushing through at every cost because eventually we will make it to the other side. It doesn't matter how much, t- how many people try to tear us down. And everybody, John, Zach knows me. I'm like, I just, I put my blinders on. I keep going. I stay in my lane. I have my vision. You want to talk smack? Go ahead. It's all good. The only thing that you're going to do is give me a little bit more fuel. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> so, for sure. And, and I know that you have that same type of personality. Yeah, so and we've better. gotten a lot of pushback yeah. already yeah. by doing what we do. But there's a lot of people out there that also support us. Yes, yes. and that's, that's the key point there. right that's there. Yes. That's the key point there is yeah. that I want you to stay focused on those that you are helping. Those are more important. Yes, for sure. So, so thank, thank you, you. Thank you so much for everything that you do. Thank you so much to you, to Kevin, for taking the time to come out here. And I'm sure Kevin's, oh my God, all this pool talk. Good Lord. <laughs> so thanks for coming out. Thanks for taking the time and for flying out. It's of been course. amazing. It's been great to meet you. And we're looking forward to a lot of great things. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for letting me be here. Thanks for having me out. The weather could have been a little better. It's okay because <laughs> I've been able to defrost when I walk out of the hotel room. So we're flying back home right now. And... It's going to be 110 next week. That's all so, right. Anyways, that's awesome. If you could make it out in August, we would love to have I'm you gonna out. I'm going to try. If yes. We would love to have you out. Kevin, you can come out because that's going to be a whole women's event. Me, Zach, and John stay in the background and just do our thing so we can do our thing. Anyways, everybody, hope you guys have a great weekend. Join me and John next Wednesday on the Instagram Live when we're back at it. Everybody, have a great weekend. Bye, guys. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Pool Nation podcast, a member of the Pool Nation family. You can listen to us live every Friday here at 9 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Central, and 12 noon Eastern Standard Time. You can find us at Pool Nation or PoolNationPodcast.com, on Facebook, or on Instagram at Pool.Nation. And to find more info about Pool Invoice, the billing software built specifically for the pool industry, go to PoolInvoice.com. Before you go, this is what the pool industry has been waiting for. PoolManUniversity.com. It's the first platform dedicated to learning the swimming pool service and repair industry. A pool service community where you can connect and find videos on business, service, water chemistry, and repairs. See you there at PoolManUniversity.com.